Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom a few years ago a podcaster asked me have you seen god i said yes what what do you mean well i see you all forms are forms of bhagavan just as all waves are forms of water that's what i said the reason the rest of us cannot see god is either because we think he's dead and cannot be locally found or god as a creator is separate from the creation and he's sitting somewhere apart from the creation or the idea of god i have does not match anything i see so then What is the definition of God or Ishvara in the Vedic tradition? The Taittiriya Upanishad reveals Yato va imani bhutani jayante Yena jatani jeevanti Yat prayantya bhisam vishanti Tad vijiknyasasva Tad brahmheti From which all beings are born by which all beings are sustained and into which all are resolved seek to know that that is brahman oh so the creator is present in the creation yes the creation is so intelligently put together with all its laws of nature it must have an intelligent cause just as the creator of an object must have the knowledge of its creation so too the creator of the world must have knowledge of its entire creation so logically all knowledge must reside with the creator every creation has a material cause the material from which it is made So a question arises does the material exist apart from the creator in the case of the clay pot the material the clay exists apart from the pot maker who uses the clay in order to create the clay pot in the case of creation is the material cause separate from the intelligent cause if the intelligent cause were separate from its material cause the intelligent cause would have to exist outside the creation since outside and inside are concepts used in reference to space and space itself is a part of creation nothing can exist apart from the creation therefore the intelligent cause can only be non separate from the creation 
If the intelligent cause were separate from the creation, another question would arise as to where the material cause for the creation came from. If one presumed the existence of another material cause, the next question would be, well, what is the source of that material? And this would lead to the fallacy of infinite regression because the source of the first material cause would rest in another material cause, whose source would rest in another material cause, leading to the time we will take in making a conclusion. But when we look around, we experience a finality of perception. One could infer that the material cause cannot be separate from the intelligent cause. When one dreams, one creates an entire dream world. The material cause from which the various objects in the dream are made up of is not separate from the dreamer. The laws of the nature and their intelligence in the dream also comes from the dreamer. So, just like the intelligence and material of the dream comes from the dreamer, so too the material and intelligence for this entire creation is from one unitary source and that is Ishvara. And so he is the one from whom all beings have come, are sustained and finally resolve into. Is Ishvara a he or a she? We use the pronoun he because in Sanskrit words have gender. But that same Ishvara could be referred to as Ishwari or Bhagavan could be referred to as Bhagavati. Gender, which is a limiting construct, cannot be applied to Ishvara. It is just by convention that we use the pronoun he. At the same time, Ishvara is neither male nor female nor the third gender and Ishvara is male, female and the third gender as well as being the cause of everything. The intelligent aspect of Ishvara is also called Purusha which is masculine and the material aspect is called Prakriti or Maya which is feminine. The combination of the male and female aspects in Ishvara is represented in the form of the deity called Ardhanarishvara, which is half male and half female. Now, where is Ishvara? We are not told that Ishvara is a resident of any place. Different devatas may be living in different lokas, but Ishvara is not limited to a particular place. If he was a resident of a particular place in the creation, a question would arise as to where he was before the creation. Let's assume that Ishvara lives in Swarga, heaven, that we cannot see. If this is so, where was he before he created Swarga? And who created Swarga? Was he in hell? 
Naraka, before he created Swarga. Of course, heaven and hell are not good translations of Swarga and Naraka. But I'm just indicating it here for people to get an idea. Was Ishwara in Naraka before he created Swarga? <laughs> if we go down this path, it leads to the same problem of infinite regression. Looking at the example of the dream, if one were to ask, where in the dream world is the dreamer located? One would see that with respect to the dream, the dreamer is everywhere in the dream. The dream mountains, the dream rivers, dream animals and dream people are not separate from the dreamer. The dreamer pervades the dream. In other words, the dreamer is immanent in the dream. Similarly, if Ishvara is the intelligent and material cause of the creation, he is immanent in the creation. There is nothing in the creation that is apart from Ishvara. And this is what is meant when we say that Ishvara is pervasive. Even though the dreamer pervades the dream, the dreamer is not the dream. It is the dream world that is resolved into the dreamer and the dreamer is the one who pervades the dream and at the same time transcends it. Likewise, Ishvara pervades the creation and transcends the creation. Therefore, to find Ishvara, one does not need to look for a distinct being because the creation does not exist apart from Ishvara. In fact, the creation is nothing but Ishvara. The mantra from Taitriya Upanishad also said that Brahma Iti, that is Brahman. Ah, so what is this Brahman? Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahman. Brahman, that being which is Satyam, present in all periods of time, that which is consciousness, Chit, and hence illumines everything, that which is limitless, Ananta, which has no boundaries. Satyam Jnanam Anantam are three words but not three entities. Together, these words are used to reveal the limitless being that is Brahman, that is the nature of Ishvara. With respect to the creation, in relation to the creation, Brahman gets another name called Ishvara. But all the way, Brahman is not to be confused with Brahma who is the function of creation and hence we call him Brahmaji. Brahman is not to be confused with Brahmin or Brahmana which is a group of people that are predominant in Sattva. Sattva Pradhana and hence pursue clarity, forms of knowledge and Dharma. Brahman has no forms, but is the very basis of the name and function of creation, the name and function of Jiva, the individual, and Ishvara. 
Just as water appears to be a tiny wavelet, a big wave, a tsunami, Brahman is Ishvara with Maya Shakti, the ocean, as well as the jivas in the creation. From Brahman came the Pancha Mahabhutas, the five great elements, Akasha, space, Vayu, air, Agni, fire, Apaha, water, and Prithvi, the earth. In this five elemental model of creation, the creation is seen as these five great elements undergoing grossification. These elements are present in every form in varying degrees. All the way from the jivas to the devatas, a living person has space in the cells, is composed of air, water and earth and contains fire in the form of temperature. Even inanimate objects such as water have the qualities of the five great elements. Water occupies space, is composed of air in the form of hydrogen and oxygen molecules, contains fire in the form of temperature and contains earth in the form of minerals and organic elements. As a creation is non-separate from Ishvara, the five great elements that comprise the creation are worshipped as Ishvara. There are five temples in India where Ishvara is invoked in each of the five elements. In Chidambaram, Lord Shiva is worshipped as space. In Kalahasti, Lord Shiva is worshipped as Vayu. In Tiruvannamalai, Lord Shiva is worshipped as Agni. In Tiruchirapalli, as water and in Kanchipuram, as the earth element. So now, we can appreciate the sacredness of all forms, including one's body and mind. And hence, anyone who is a Hindu or a Sanatani can pray to any form. No Hindu worships an idol. What is being worshipped or prayed to is Ishvara in that form. From the standpoint of the created universe, Ishvara has threefold functions, creation, sustenance and resolution. Ishvara is looked upon as the Devatas, Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, representing the intelligent aspects of each function. The consorts for these deities are Saraswati, Lakshmi and Parvati. Brahma or Brahmaji is the function of Ishvara that is responsible for creation. The word Brahma comes from Braha meaning to grow. Brahmati Vardhayati Yahasaha Brahma Brahma is the one who causes growth. In the Puranas, Brahmaji is shown to have four heads representing the four directions or the four Vedas. Creation is possible only when one has knowledge of that which is to be created. Brahma being the creator is wedded to knowledge. His consort, Saraswati, represents all forms of knowledge. 
सरो निरम ज्ञानम वा तद्वत् रसो वा तस्या इति वन हु पोजेसेस वाटर और नॉलेज और वन हु इज इन द एसेंस ऑफ एवरीथिंग शी इज डिपिक्टेड इन व्हाइट होल्डिंग द वीना म्यूजिकल इंस्ट्रूमेंट इन वन हैंड एंड द वेदास इन द अदर द वीना रिप्रेजेंट्स द आर्ट्स एंड द वेदास रिप्रेजेंट द शास्त्र Lord Vishnu is the sustainer of the creation the word vishnu means vyapnoti vishvam yaha the one who pervades the world in the process of sustaining the creation shri vishnu also preserves and pervades the creation including preserving dharma the puranas describe how shri vishnu manifests in the world to preserve dharma The ten manifestations of Shri Vishnu are Matsya fish, Kurma tortoise, Varaha boar, Narasimha the body of a lion and a man, Vamana dwarf, all human forms, Parshurama, Rama, Krishna, Buddha and Kalki. Kalki the last avatar is yet to manifest. Shri Vishnu is depicted in a reclining posture asleep on the serpent Adishesha In this posture he represents creation in unmanifest form The coiled serpent Adishesha symbolizes the latent power of creation Lakshmi the consort of Shri Vishnu represents wealth and prosperity the sustaining power of creation The word Lakshmi means Lakshayati Pashyati Udyoginam Iti the one who can be obtained with diligence and perseverance The eight forms of Lakshmi that are commonly worshiped are Dhana Lakshmi the form of wealth Dhanya Lakshmi in the form of grains and crops Dhairya Lakshmi in the form of courage Virya Lakshmi or in the form of valor Vijaya Lakshmi in the form of success Gaja Lakshmi in the form of sovereignty and power Saubhagya Lakshmi in the form of good fortune and Vidya Lakshmi in the form of knowledge Shiva or Rudra means sarva samharakah the one who destroys or resolves everything In one form he is depicted as sitting in meditation on oneself. He is also Shri Dakshinamurti the first teacher of self knowledge. In this form he destroys ignorance of oneself and helps one see that one was always free. Parvati to destroy one needs power and strength. Lord Shiva's consort Parvati represents strength. and that's why she is called shakti the puranas describe shiva and parvati as residing in the mountains of kailasa the word parvati is derived as parvatanam adhishthatri devi the one who is the presiding deity of the mountains with respect to the primary functions of the creation that is creation sustenance and resolution ishvara has these forms and functions as subtle as they are 
So just like the different parts of the human body, the liver, the heart, the lungs, the kidney are different and have different functions but belong to the same body, so too the different devatas have different functions but all belong to the same being that is Ishvara. If one only hears about the stories of Vishnu or Shiva or Brahma from the Puranas, we might get the impression that they are flawed. It is only when we understand the all-encompassing vision of Ishvara as everything and manifesting as different forms and functions, then it stops getting confusing. We see that the creation is in order. All beings including the Trinity as well as other Devatas are a doorway to understanding all of Ishwara. We will hear more about other Devatas and their functions in the next episode. Each point of view of looking at one aspect of Ishwara is meant for the sake of the view that is all of Ishvara, that is Brahman, that is you. There was never any difference. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you took away something of value from this episode, I would really appreciate it if you were to tag me either on Twitter at Discoveratma or on Instagram at Discoveratma and share your thoughts and reflections. If you are on Spotify, then please let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are listening to this on Apple or any other podcasting platform, then do spare a few moments and leave a review or rate this episode because this small input of yours will go further in making the podcast known to people who may be interested. Thank you for doing this. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Ashavitya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, 
please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com that's s-w-a-m-i-n-i-j-i at discoveratma.com as always thank you for listening and we meet next week